Guys, episode four of Loki titled The Nexus Event has to be one of my favorite episodes on the Disney Plus series thus far. And in order to talk about it, I had to have back one of my favorite humans ever. Please welcome back to the podcast, the saltiest person on the internet, Mr. Scott Free. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, but everybody knows you are the saltiest person on the internet. <laughs> I'm probably the drunkest person on the internet, to be very clear. During the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember, you don't need to scream for help when Banshee's around. Was it supposed to be Jean or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint at things to come. What makes Marvel Legends so special? Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> you, know, you would never put Storm in a ponytail. That would be well, weird. You could, but that would be weird. <laughs> but giving it to Jean kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to. When I met Stan, he was very gracious and, and, and very kind. This is the Power of X-Men podcast. I am your host, Dayspring. Hope you survived the experience. Oh, look at what what is she drinking tonight? Um, it is, as usual, beer. Um, it is, you know, I'm trying to be healthier. Um, it's dogfish head, slightly mighty, uh, low cal IPA. Uh, <laughs> is it low cal IPA? Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in honor of the Loki episode, I have my pint glass from Asgard Brewing in uh, Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. So there we go. I don't know if I can drink with the crown on, but we'll see. Oh, my God. So if you're listening to this episode on podcast platforms, Mr. Scott Free is dressed up as Loki, L-O-W-K-E-Y, Loki. And I mean, do you want to walk us through your ensemble right now? Um, yes, I, I've got the uh, uh, the, the low key L O W K E Y uh, shirt from uh, I think it's Loki. It's number two, issue two of the 2019 series. Uh, when he's like casual, you know, just being like a casual guy of mischief. Um, and, you know, instead of going with, like, the small crown that you see on, like, the series right now, I decided to go with, like, the full <laughs> big, like, like buck, like, antlers. Um, you know, you have to establish who the dominant Loki is and like, <laughs> what, what better way than with the biggest uh, horns possible. <laughs> All right. So she's Dom Loki tonight. Uh, yeah. I mean, I... That, you know what? That's probably the nicest way to put it. So, you, know, <laughs> that. you look great. I'm not a big reader of the Loki comics, to be very clear. I didn't know this was actually based off of an actual outfit he wore in the comics because I've seen the image floating around the internet, of course, but I, I thought it was a fan art that someone drew. And I just Googled it as you were talking. And yeah, I mean, he really does wear that, as you said. Yeah, um, it was, uh, I think the 2019 series was pretty short. It was only like five or six issues. Um, but yeah, got it in there. Good luck. You know, it's just like doing stuff on Earth. Um, wasn't as good as like, there's the big 2014 Loki series, Agents of Asgard. Yeah. So draws a lot from. Um, but this was also good, just like, short and i think it got kind of screwed over by marvel doing all these like events like uh empire and all that other shit king and black and all that stuff so i'm looking at the art right now i mean you genuinely do look like him i mean he's got like the muscles he's got the attitude i mean good call on the cosplay thank you um and the best part is like i'm not sweating through like five layers of spandex which is <laughs> always ideal and you got the shirt off of etsy is that what you said too um or no, did you I, make it yourself no no i did she I, print it herself did she go to like kinko's does I, kinko's even print shirts there's one way to find out Ooh. um 
No, if I made it myself, it would be like black Sharpie. Like, <laughs> it'd be backwards. Um, you know, I actually got it off a of Redbubble. Um, yeah. But I think Disney has been... Uh, cracking down on that. Cracking down on a lot of creators um, to protect their uh, IP. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I might have gotten this in just before the uh... <laughs> before the onslaught, yeah. the Disney legal onslaught. Yeah, I was talking to Art of Lucas, and he I just ordered. Um, he did a custom shirt for us, and it's Space Gene. And I ordered the poster of it, and I messaged him. I was like, "Wow, this quality is like really great. Like the poster, like the print, everything. It's very, it's like matted." And I didn't think he knew because I just assume he uploads the images and none the wiser, you know, but no, he's actually like gotten stuff himself. And one of them was this um, poster that he had done a couple of years ago with the X-Men on it, but Disney had forced them to take it down. And I was like, man, Disney is savage. It reminds me a lot of like the music industry back in the day where Napster and like LimeWire was coming up and like they were suing <laughs> like fans or the people who are posting it. And it's like, how are you going to get anywhere isolating your fandom? Like the fact that there is a red bubble dedicated to an obscure comic book look, like ride oh. the wave, sis. That knows that, that, that shows you've made it. I know. Just like, like embrace it. But you know, the mouse did not get where the mouse is by letting uh, <laughs> copyright violations uh, fall by the wayside. Like Mick, Mickey will get his money. <laughs> I just picture, oh my God, I'm totally forgetting. Where was it? Was it South Park where one of the characters is like, I got like turned with Mickey Mouse and it just shows him like having a debaucherous night with like Mickey and Mickey just being like this, like fucking like awful, like party animal who like. Yeah. He shows up in like South Park and then they get involved in like the weed business with like Randy. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, I literally have only so much real estate in my head for pop culture and like comic book stuff. So everything just goes out the window when I'm consuming other media. Yeah, like I, I, I have big like gaps. It'll, my, my media knowledge will be like, oh yeah, like 80 sitcoms and then like nothing like post 2000. Um, you know what? I'm okay. I've made my peace with that. I forgot who I was talking to the other day. I was trying to remember um, Donald Blake. And I was just like, um, 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 Thor's secret identity back in the day, the doctor. And like, it just like, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I, I compare it to like being this little teacup and like buckets of like water being like poured into it and stuff just spills out and you forget it, sadly. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't tell you like where I parked. But <laughs> I, 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 can, I can give you like detailed history of like the golden age human torch but like where's my car i don't know i don't well i don't even have a car so you know you're one step ahead of the game there you got to be in it to win it (laughs) but it's funny you said it because we rented a car this weekend and we went to ohio as you know and we parked the car in like a rest stop and i had the keys and i was coming out and i went up to a different car (laughs) trying to open it and my husband was like that's not our car. This is a white car. We're driving a red car. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know where it's. I parked it. And he's here like, you have to hit the panic button to find it. And I was like, I'm Yatu Savas. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, sigh. We haven't actually spoken about Loki. No. How uh, do you feel about it? Tell me. Tell me all your feels. Um, I have, I think this is the best of the MCU shows so far. Oh, interesting. Um, I think the, the pacing's really good. Um, they hit all the right character notes. There's a ton of like references for like Marvel fanboys um, like us. And there's just like, there's all, it, it, it feels to me a lot more, um, I don't know, like, like confident than some of like the the earlier stuff which was like like falcon and winter soldier i enjoyed a lot but that could have also just been like a movie like a captain america movie yeah, i agree um you know wandavision uh, <laughs> how did you feel about wandavision I, I mean other than her like terrorizing a small town in new jersey um it's like, personal for you <laughs> 
it's personal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, like I, I, I genuinely, I enjoyed WandaVision, but um, I felt it towards the end, it dragged a little. Um, but like, I, I really enjoyed, like you can see, and this, you know, this builds off of some of what WandaVision did with like the multiversal, sort of stuff and like i think it's it's going in really interesting directions yeah i feel like the new thing right now is it's mephisto is over it's it's kang because that's the only thing i could think of coming out of this episode was where's kang and i don't want to be a clown i don't want to put on like my clown makeup and stuff like that but i do think I'm forgetting like how the production schedule worked because I know WandaVision had to come back and do a couple more reshoots or exterior shots um, after the pandemic or during the pandemic, whatever. I don't know where Loki was at in production. I, I did know a couple episodes ago, episodes ago, but I don't know now. Um, but I feel like maybe they were able to learn from some of their missteps with WandaVision and like kind of carry that over. So I'm hoping that maybe we are going to get a big like Kang-ish reveal. Um, I agree with what you said about Falcon and the Winter Soldier wholeheartedly. I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good, yeah. but not to the level of WandaVision or Loki for that matter. I still have to see how Loki's going to play out, but I do personally gravitate towards Loki a bit more just because it deals with some themes and ideas and an aesthetic that I like much more, but I love, as you know, I'm a crazy Wanda Stan as well. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we can respect those differences. Uh, <laughs> you must've had such a good week last week after well, the ending of X factor. Uh, when we go live on, um, <laughs> I, I will have, so many thoughts, uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you just said thoughts and prayers on this show, knowing I'm a Wanda Stan. You bitch. Um, but uh, well, on you know, on that happy note, um, I, I think like one of the things you know, like you were saying with like like Kang, um, one of the great things with like the time angle is like Kang's whole shtick is like he's from the 30th century but then he goes into the 40th century and he's also in ancient Egypt and he fights apocalypse and like you get all these different like there's there's like there's Kang is like on multiple places in the timeline so like you could even it doesn't even have to be Kang it could be like Rama Tut, or it could be like Amortis, like super old Kang. And it's like, there's, there's a lot of different like ways you could go with this. But like, again, I don't want to be like the Mephisto guy who's like, oh yeah, like, you know, Mephisto's in um, Agatha's wallpaper. or <laughs> uh, But like, I, I think you can do a lot with like the Kang and like time travel um, sort of stuff. Um yeah, and I think we have the only reason why I'm starting to think of Kang was because of this episode with the Wizard of Oz reveal that, you know, these are just puppets who is a puppet master here, right? And Renslayer. I think I always thought I thought Renslayer a little later on in the series by this point at least, she probably would be like, Oh, who are the timekeepers? Like, let me start challenging this. But we know Kang is coming, you know, he's been casted. And we have Renslayer who seems very devout and more in the loop in the conversation than we initially thought. So it's kind of hard not to think that. And also because Michael Waldron is, you know, the series creator here and he's a writer for Dr. Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. So I think we have a lot of connections happening here. I feel like this Loki in general is doing what we thought WandaVision will do, which is introduce like the variants and the timeline and everything. I don't know. I guess maybe we're going to see a marriage of that come, you know, Dr. Strange 2 with what went on with Wanda and now this. But this is definitely, I feel, what I'm gravitating towards Loki and what I'm so excited about Loki for is that it's actually going there with the story. Completely agree. And like like you said, with like Renslayer, um, I mean, they, they, they finally say her first name in this past episode. And it's uh, Ravana. Ravana. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's Kang's 
girlfriend from the 60s and it's like, <laughs> which i didn't know you're you're dropping your fantastic four lore I mean, sorry yeah. <laughs> i didn't know as i down my rosé um yeah like the I, I i really like the like you said it feels like it's building up towards like doctor strange 2 and the sort of like the multiversal aspects and you know i mean all the spider-man rumors with like there's going to be like it's going to be like spider-man 3 too many spider-men uh, <laughs> um like they're they're definitely doing the uh the, the variant angle yeah you know i don't know how i feel about the variant angle to be quite honest with you like i think it's a great opportunity to bring in the other sony spider-man for example if we're going to go the spider-verse route fine sure but I don't know. I, I feel like DC has gotten there in their movies time and time again. And, the, and, and in the CW shows, especially with the infinite crisis earth, which what, what was that? 2018, 2019. I don't remember, but um, so I don't know. I always thought that was kind of weird to have like another actor play your established actor and like divide the fandom like that and gravitating towards something. But I trust Kevin Feige quite a bit. I do think Kevin Feige is a brilliant producer. I think he's given us the MCU and I think he's kept things pretty streamlined so far. I don't think the casual viewer would be thrown off by Loki. No, not at all. By multiple, yeah, and multiple Lokis. Like you're not going to lose track of. Yeah. Especially when like people know who like the main Loki is already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like these. This is a new character. He's been around since in this form, 2012. Um, like, yeah. Because people could be confused. And again, like I, I always measure it by like my family in like in Florida <laughs> where I'm like, can they follow along with this? Not because I think anything, they're, they're very smart. My dad is a lawyer. He's, he's brilliant. However, I, I always try to gauge how can they follow like the lore of the comic books. And they've been able to digest that the Loki we saw in Endgame died or Infinity War, excuse me, he died. This is taken from earlier in the timeline from that scene in Endgame, the 2012 Loki. And now he has multiple variants across the the multiverse and uh, the different universes will have a different Loki. And that's surprisingly very digestible and which a couple of years ago, you would try to explain this to someone and their heads would spin. They would not understand it at all. Oh yeah. Like um, trying to explain, you know, like, I mean, stuff like, like Kang and the Conqueror and multiple places in the future and the past. And um, like that would, people would like, no. And now you find people on Twitter who, you know, 20 years ago would have been dismissed as like casuals by comic book nerds arguing over like, is this Kang the Conqueror? Yeah. And like, that's mind blowing. Um, there are TikTok videos, TikTok videos dedicated. Alicia from the ex-wife is always talking about TikTok videos and the theories. Like that's how digestible this information is right now. Yeah. Um, well, what what did you think about like the appearance of speaking of Florida, like Florida <laughs> Gator? Uh, I love that meme you posted. By the way, I thought it was hysterical. He'll he'll get you. He'll uh, get you. Um, I, you know, we'll talk about it later on, but I don't think it's a reference to anything particular other than like Frog Thor, you know? Um, but I thought it was, I, oh man, I meant to grab my, I have an alligator taxidermed head because I'm from Florida and, and you just have those yeah. growing up, but I meant to show it to you. But um, yeah, like the post credit scene, I was genuinely happy with. I was, it was spoiled for me. I don't mind spoilers. You know, I, I like spoilers. People post them. I look at them. I was genuinely surprised with other parts of this episode, which I didn't see were coming. And one of them being Sif, the other one being Mobius dying. Those genuinely caught me off guard. But seeing the variant Lokis, I knew it was coming and I thought it was fucking awesome. I mean, you had Richard E. Grant right there in that ridiculous Loki costume, yeah. looking hot as fuck. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm. Like I'm, I'm all about like the ridiculous. Like my my aesthetic is like ridiculous golden age and silver age designs, and for him to show up as like classic Loki, and you know to get like like a serious like dramatic actor, and it's just like just 
go hog wild with it. I <laughs> loved it. I loved everything about it. I literally cackled when I saw that. Like, like Wicked Witch of the West cackled. Uh, <laughs> that made my day. One of my favorite YouTubers uh, beyond the trailer, uh, Grace Randolph, said that Richard E. Grant was just serving it. And I agree with her. I thought he looked absolutely wonderful. I thought Kid Loki, Jack Veal, looked really great. I'm interested in it. And the Loki-Thor hybrid played by Dobea Opere, I thought looked really great too. I tried looking to see if that was a reference to anyone in the comics. I don't think it is yet. So we at least have two there, Alligator Loki and like Loki slash Thor. And I'm calling him Loki slash Thor because he had like a hammer contraption or something. I think he's billed as something else in the credits. Let me look that up. Uh, bo- boastful Loki. Yes, boastful Loki. He didn't look very boastful to me. No, um, but you know, we we shall see. Uh, see. I'm looking up this image to see if I can. Does he look boastful? Eh, he doesn't not look boastful. No, um, you know, I, I I don't know like what constitutes like boastful for a Loki. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I will I will reserve judgment on the boastfulness. <laughs> yeah, like I I a lot of the the notes in the episode, like you mentioned, like like Sif coming back, um, love that. Especially if she's going to be in uh, Thor, um, Love and Thunder. Is she confirmed for Love and Thunder? I think so. Um, this might also be because the crown is squeezing the blood flow to my head. <laughs> Uh, you look pretty, a little flushed. I was a little flushed. Uh, they, I'm not built for the heat. Um, oh my God, I know. I was out uh, right before we hit record. I went out to get some rosé, and it was like 85 degrees. And even I, like again, a Florida boy, I grew up like on Gaiocho, literally 100 degree weather. And even I was like, eh, it's kind of hot. Uh, as soon as it hits like 65, I start to melt. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, with climate, protect that fair skin, your snow white skin. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm like SPF like 500. Um, it does nothing, but um, I think she's, I think she's gonna be in it. And like, it was, it was a really nice callback to you know, obviously like Asgard and um, all that. And you know, like I, I, I agree with you. Like the Mobius death uh shocked me um well so here's the thing it shocked me but now we know that once they get pruned is that what it is that the terminology when they get like erased they go somewhere else so it's not even death for them you know this is like the afterlife or something like that so i'm curious now now that we know that everyone working for the tva are variants is he a variant of someone i was gonna say thor I think he's a variant of Thor. He's Donald Blake or whatever. Um, so I'm thinking he may be a variant of Thor, maybe Donald Blake. Maybe he's a Loki variant, right? That's another theory that's going on. I, after WandaVision, I don't want to be the clown anymore. I don't feel there's anything wrong with being a clown. And I think for WandaVision, they asked for it, you know? I mean, they really, Kevin Feige was like, yeah, this is just chapter one in a much larger story. So... Oh, I mean, he could be Mephisto. He uh, could be Mephisto. Yeah. I mean, episode one, man, when we had the little girl with the blue tongue pointing up, I was like, Mephisto, right there. In the church. Um, done. Uh, wrap it up. But, um, yeah, like, I I mean, you know, some of the more, like, out, I don't know if they're outlandish theories, like, I've heard, like, the, the place where Loki wakes up at the end is actually, like, Battle World from the... <sighs> And, you know, secret wars and all that and that's where the variants that get pruned end up but i was like that's a little maybe too complex at this point i think secret wars is coming i think this is just one piece of the larger puzzle like i think we're, our our road now is just secret wars like our road to endgame was but did you notice what was in the background of that dystopian landscape they found themselves in uh no the avengers tower the avengers tower was there and it was destroyed and ruined so i don't know i mean maybe this is just like an alt world where they just like dump 
all of the erased variants and erased scenarios, right? I don't know. Again, like I need to, I need to see more of this world. I still, I still don't understand what happens when the Minutemen put down their bomb and it goes from, does it go from orange to purple? I'm forgetting the, the way it goes, but it sort of just like explodes. But like, does that erase the timeline? Does yeah. it just reset the timeline? Because purple is to neutralize. The color purple, when they have their batons, is to neutralize. Orange is to erase. And so the bombs have a different color scheme once they go off. I don't get it. I, I have to sit back, watch the entire series once it's done and like overanalyze everything. Mm-hmm. But um, as of right now, I'm still kind of confused how all that works. But I trust them enough where it's not going to be inconsistent. Does that make sense? No, I mean, that... I, that completely makes sense with the um, the whole thing. Like, I, I don't think they're going to do something this like complicated and then sort of drop the ball on uh, on like that. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah, like I, yeah, I mean, one of the other theories, and this could fit like depending on how much they've drawn on like Agents of Asgard, is like the the threat isn't like Kang. It's another variant of Loki, mm. uh, who I like. I, I, everyone should read Agents of Asgard. It's brilliant, um, but like there, there is a uh, another variant of Loki who is perhaps a little nefarious, and like there's some comic readers who think it might be that uh, version of Loki. That actually would make perfect sense because they're hunting Loki variants. Yes. Two of the antagonists for the TVA are Lokis. And if you want to really flip this plot on its head, the one controlling, you know, the, the timekeepers is a Loki variant. Which, yes. which Loki variant is it? Let me see. Uh, King, King Loki or oh, King. Um And like, I, you know, I could see it. Um, it would fit with like, you know, Loki's like schemes upon schemes. It would also fit with like the destroyed world because he's one. I agree a hundred percent. I'm looking at images of him now and just quickly skimming his bio. Yes, absolutely. I, I think now I is going to be unveiled at the end. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, it's a possibility. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's you know what I'm gonna just as I called uh, Wanda dying I'm gonna call. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that morning Wanda died. Sidebar: We'll we'll save this for the live. Never mind. But but you were not very nice. You were like, "Have you read X Factor yet?" And I'm like, uh, "I have." And I think you're. I bet you have a pretty like smug smile on your face right now. Well, you know, Mephisto finally got her. <laughs> <laughs> You know who really stood out to me in this episode? I have so I thought this was one of the best episodes in the Disney Plus series so far. I did not like last episode as much. Last episode, for whatever reason, slowed down, slowed the plot down, in my opinion. I had a lot of questions. I'm like, why don't they just teleport to the Ark or whatever, or get off the planet? I don't know how their powers work, admittedly. I'm a little confused by all of that. I know they're limited when they have like the mutant collars on. But last episode, it just didn't re- resonate with me. Sophia DeMartino, I believe is her name, who plays Sylvie. I was like, mm, not... <laughs> I don't want to throw shade at her, but I think if you're going to be acting opposite of Tom Hiddleston, there's a lot you have to kind of go with. I thought she brought it in this episode. I thought she was great in this episode and I proudly eat my words, but um, she was a real star for me, Sylvie. And I love the opening with um, kid Sylvie on Asgard playing and saying something to the effect like, oh, the Valkyries saved the day. And then the TVA, which is Renslayer at the time, comes in and like takes her because she's causing a, a nexus event. And just, you know, it, it then like her background makes sense where she had hinted at earlier that she didn't really grow up with, you know, normal parents or anything. And whereas Loki was like, oh yeah, you know, I had like a mother. And um, she was just like, no. And uh yeah, it was, uh, you kind of understand a little bit more why she hates the um, the TVA a uh, little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Well, she said she's here like, 
Okay, so we don't really get an answer as to why the TVA came and swept her in. I think she implies it's because she's the female goddess, you know, of mischief. And so I guess it's the idea that she was born female and that somehow created uh, a nexus event. But she does ask Renslayer at the end, like, what was it that, that, or that I did that caused you to come in? And Renslayer, fuck, man, like, you really want to get under someone's skin. It was just like, I don't remember. And, you know, and the thing is, she does remember. She yeah. does. And she's saying that purposely. And I'm, so, I'm shocked that that's what, that's what Sylvie's reaction was because Sylvie's reaction was genuine hurt. But if I was in a situation like that, I'd be like, you do remember. And you're just being a fucking asshole about it. Like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Renslayer also did just see her bosses who she may or may not have known were androids probably <laughs> get their heads flopped off. So I'll, I'll give her a little bit of benefit of the doubt on that. But um, I mean, otherwise I completely agree. It, it, it's the ultimate kind of just like F you, where she's just like, I don't even remember you. And um, yeah, you know uh, I mean, that's, that's one way to kick people. Um, how do you feel about Sylvie in general though? How do you have, how have you felt about Sofia de Martino's uh, acting portrayal of the character? How do you feel about uh, her positioning in the Loki series um i think her acting has been really good um she plays against uh tom hilson really well um she's you know one of the first characters in the series in the mcu to like just sort of push back by being like equally like smug Mm -hmm. um if that makes sense against like loki you know, it's, it's not like Thor, you know, like boasting whatever Thor does or, you know, Captain America. Um, you have an, another character who understands the way that like Loki thinks and like operates and just sort of like pushes back on like some of his like, like crap, basically. Um, you know, like the scene where they go to visit like the old woman and like Loki just gets like shot by her and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, she expected that and just sort of stays out of the way. It's like, I think they have like a really good um, dynamic. Uh, As for like the character, um, I know like there's been some talk that she's like the, she was like the enchantress, um, which, you know, I could see, but it seems like they pretty much made her just like Loki. and you know it's it's like it's an interesting it's an interesting take on um, the character. And you know there's been female Lokis or Loki in the comics, so it's not like this is something like totally new. Uh, yeah. it's piss off the neckbeards, but um, yeah, yeah. I so I think what I've seen other people reporting on was that Marvel didn't want to commit to Enchantress and didn't want to commit to Lady Loki. So they created this hybrid and, and named her Sylvie, which is obviously an, uh, an alias for the Enchantress. I, I would be disappointed if Sylvie, the Sylvie turned out to be Lady Loki, which I would have loved it to have been Jamie Alexander because, you know, comic book accurate. And I love that, but also like Enchantress, I think, I think her portrayal is too smart for yeah. Enchantress, I think when I think of Enchantress, I think of smoldering temptress, you know, like that kind of like, like, like a female Thor, just very over the top personality um, governed by power, not necessarily intellect, if that makes any sense, you know, kind of like a Chris Hemsworth ish um, actress playing. But um, I really, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Again, I wasn't sold on Sofia DiMartino's performance last episode. This episode, I thought she, she nailed it. And I understood why Loki was in love with her. I love that the thing that sense saves them from, you know, the lamentous apocalypse is that they kind of fall in love with each other. And two Lokis falling in love with each other when an apocalypse is supposed to be like uh, wiping the slate clean, nothing can save you from it, is two Lokis falling in love and that's what saves them. That's like the universe is like Loki finding love, especially with themselves, is so cataclysmic that you need to come in and get them and it registers. Well, yeah, it's it's also like the most Loki 
thing that Loki Loki falls in love with Loki, um, which is like the ultimate like narcissistic like wish fulfillment, um, especially for a character that is just ninety nine percent like ego like Loki. And I, I I loved it. I loved everything about it. And it's like that, like you said, that's like what is big enough to cause like a you know disruption on the timeline and it's hilarious it reminded me of the interstellar theme which interstellar is one of my favorite movies i mean if not my favorite movie where you know the main theme here is love is what transcends you know time space and in the universe and like that's literally what saves them and i'm fine with it you know i don't I, let's see where it goes i still think she may be playing him i i don't know you know it, it just depends on like where the ending is going to go i am also curious what um sylvie's end game is because yes i mean listen i understand she was abducted as a child and she spent her entire life living at apocalypse in apocalypse scenarios i would hold a huge vendetta against the timekeepers and wanting to bring them down and everything but what does she hope to accomplish in the end like you the sacred timeline will there'll be anarchy and chaos or dare I say madness, you know, I I'm just curious if Sylvie has thought it through, like, does she want to take on the mantle of a T of a timekeeper? Yeah. Or, or is it just, you know, sort of like naive, like freedom and you don't really think of like, yes, freedom's obviously good. Uh, but you don't think of the, the consequences. Um, yeah. and you know, also like, uh, you know, it's, 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 also funny ironic uh, probably intentionally that you know when we first see loki in um you know in the avengers he's you know trying to take away people's free will mm-hmm. and i'm i'm burdened with glorious purpose and all of that and it's like he's going to bend everyone's will and you know, remove decision maker remove thoughts and then you get now sylvie and loki are trying to overthrow the TVA, which is a controlling, like domineering agency. And you get the sort of full 180, um, which is, you know, character growth. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm curious to see where everything's going to go. We know there's going to be a season two that's already been announced or rumored or Wikipedia has confirmed it. I don't know which ones, which, but um, I, I hope they do change the landscape of it. I think this is going to play. Kevin Feige was just giving an interview from the Black Widow red carpet. And he was asked about, you know, the, the Disney Plus shows and, you know, what, what they do versus the movies. And he stopped the E like interviewer being like, there is no TV show. There is no movie. There, there's no separation of these two ideologies. This is the MCU. Everything is fucking connected right now. And we're going to show different pockets of it. They have their own unique perspective and flair, but it's part of a much larger picture. So I'm curious if what we're going to see happen in Loki is going to affect, like you were just saying, you know, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, and then maybe a season two will deal with the fallout of that. And are we going to start exploring like Battle World or something like that or whatever like the next big like event is going to be? Yeah, um, and you know, like Spider-Man Four, Spider-Man gets like the symbiote, and then you know Venom and Spider-Man Five. Too many symbiotes. <laughs> um, it it like it, it'll be interesting to see, like like you said, how they build on it. It'll also be interesting to see with like the next wave of like TV shows, which some of which are not on like the sort of epic scale, like Loki or WandaVision or even like Falcon and Winter Soldier who are, you know, Avengers or Avengers adjacent, you're going to get like, like Moon Knight and like She-Hulk and these characters that are a little more, um, dare I say, like street level and, you know, a little more in the vein of like the Netflix um, series, uh, RIP. Um, Like, how are they going to grow that out of like this? Because like, you know, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, like like Kevin Feige said, or it's like, 
there's no separation between the movies and the shows. It's all the MCU. And as it continues to move forward, you know, as they branch out like different directions, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm wait, 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 let me, let me do a quick sidebar. How did you feel about the Netflix shows? Um, absolutely loved, uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, season one of Luke Cage season two was uneven. Um, Iron Fist was one of the worst things. Uh, Buck Buick, whatever Scott's name is, who also gave us the Inhumans. Like, no. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That was uh, awful. It was, it was so bad. Season two, they tried. I, I did like season two. And I liked his uh, performance. Um, oh my God, Finn Jones in The Defenders. And I, I still am perplexed how he couldn't nail Danny because he is a barefoot millionaire, billionaire, whatever, like hippie celebrity who lives out of like a airstream like he was born to be a version of danny i don't know why he couldn't bring that to the screen i think it was more writing and not so much his uh charisma writing and like writing and pacing and trying to like fit it in with the other series um wasn't wasn't great um i mean i really hope they integrate like maybe not Iron Fist, but like the other um, Netflix shows, now that they have the rights again, like into, um, yeah. yeah, the MCU a bit more. Um, well, Charlie Cox is rumored for Spider-Man 3 and She-Hulk. Yeah, as uh, Spider-Man's attorney. attorney. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um, you know, Dare, Daredevil, uh, I, I, Daredevil is one of my all time favorite Marvel characters. Um, he, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he doesn't have a great track record as an attorney. Um, <laughs> Daredevil comics has been disbarred like five or six times, <laughs> but, uh, Spider-Man can't afford She-Hulk. So you work with what you can get. I love when you say that. That's like my favorite thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah, it's it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, you know, I I think like particularly Loki is setting up like things to go in all these different directions and to see different like takes on parts of the MCU and um, you know whether it's it's more grounded or more like ridiculous. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think something the Disney Plus shows have done well this round. And I always have to try to like remember they're in their infancy and they're just testing the waters. They're, they're trying to redo, I don't want to say redo television, but they're redoing the way we consume narratives from you know these big franchises. So no longer do we have to wait for the movies. We can actually tune in weekly like you would a comic book on these Disney Plus shows. So we may not have gotten like Thor, Captain America, or Doctor Strange in this round of shows, but we got, you know, we, we, we got someone like Jamie Alexander, for example. And I think that's a character that's been MIA. She's going to be in Thor, Love and Thunder. But last time we saw her was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'm glad that Kevin Feige was like, yo, come back, because she was not in Ragnarok. And, you know, it, it, it was a really great, I'm trying to see how I can explain this. It was a really nice way of bringing in the character while also respecting the characters like roots in the comics, because obviously Loki is responsible for cutting and dyeing her hair black. I, I mean, they didn't mention the black tar or whatever, but he cut her hair and that obviously is from, you know, mythology as well. So I, I love that scene. I love that she was there. I think she did a great job. And I think, we can expect more cameos coming forward. Do you think that's the only cameo we're going to get? Do we think we're going to get something like an Anthony Hopkins? Do we think we're going to get a Chris Hemsworth in this? Do we think we're going to get anyone else? Um, I think that's probably going to be the biggest. Yeah. I don't know if Chris Hemsworth, I, I think we will see Thor. I don't think it will necessarily be like our, our Thor um, just with like all the, the variants. Um, 
I mean, so like maybe I don't know if I mean Hop, Anthony Hopkins. Um, I don't think he's like left his home since COVID started. Uh, so I, I don't. They're gonna zoom him in. Yeah, they'll zoom. They'll zoom Odin in. Um, but I, I think it would be it would be neat to it, Hemsworth appearance would be great. But I think it would be neat to see like some of the variant like Thor's. Yeah. Uh, like you know we we already have like ridiculous like classic Loki. Give me like ridiculous like 1960s like Thor with yeah. like the Shakespearean like over the top dialogue and just you know ridiculous costume. Just go go full bore like full Kirby like stuff. I agree. I and I hope that's what we're gonna get. Like again, like my theory is that Mobius is a variant of Thor, and and that's my own clown uh, theory there, but. I agree. I think we're going to see some other variant of established like MCU characters. Um, what did you think of kid Loki in the end? Do we think that's a sign that young Avengers is coming? I mean, they have what all of them now, except for they all the classic young Avengers teed up except for uh, Ireland, Ireland, Hulkling, yeah, they've got uh, Iron Lad and Hulkling are the two that are like missing. And yeah. uh, is, uh, Kate Bishop's going to be in Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think this is, it's it's coming. Um, I mean, you just need the X-Men in and then you can get Prodigy and have the full. Oh, I love that volume to run so much. I was just rereading it the other the other week because I posted a photo of it on the Power of X Men like Insta feed. It's such a great run. I love Kyrie and Gillian. Um, it's it's like it's a great run. You get you get the Young Avengers. Um, if you know Wanda goes crazy or in uh, Doctor Strange two, and you can have your whole children's crusade. Um, yes. You know, get your Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom in there. It'll, it'll be great. Um, you know, do you know what we have failed to mention though? When we're talking about Kang, Fantastic Four, all these other things. Mobius mentioned vampires. Yes, uh, vampires are real. Uh, vampires are real in the MCU. Yeah, and uh, vampires. You'll get your uh, uh, Dracula. I mean, like Dra- Dracula is a big marvel villain and it, it always cracks me up to like say that but it's like you can get you can get your dracula you can get your um you know when they eventually bring in the x-men you can get all the weird x-men shit with vampires from the 70s and 80s uh yeah especially with storm and apocalypse yeah storm apocalypse i mean hell jubilee was a vampire for like five oh, years it's funny i bitch about that all the time and i always forget about it because our god queen's parasitic cosmic force is the one that cleansed her from it. I mean, she was reborn in genes. <laughs> I think. Um, oh yeah. You know, like also vamp vampires, you get blade. Yeah. Um, it's coming. And we know blade is good. That was one of the biggest announcements pre pandemic. And I don't think we've gotten a blade update since. No, I don't think there's been any blade news um and get vampires with moon knight uh we know moon knight's coming moon knight's coming you're a huge moon knight fan i am um he sits on my desk oh my Um, god yeah no like uh he's he's big with werewolves um i want to see him punch a werewolf i want to see oscar isaac punch a werewolf that's what i want (laughs) um he actually Moon Knight first appeared in a bad Marvel horror comic uh, in the seventies, uh, Werewolf by Night, um, and just go full bore. Let's let's do it. Nice you have vampires, bring in the werewolves. Yeah, I'm. I think this episode did so well at setting up so much and like dropping like small little concepts there for all of us to like ruminate and digest. And I think that's you know with WandaVision. I love WandaVision. I really, I loved WandaVision. I enjoyed it very much. The one thing I'm going to say about it was that I, it felt a little safe for me in the end. I felt like the story was a little bit predictable, not looking back on it. 
but I think coming together and being able to theorize every week, where's Mephisto, who is, you know, Evan Peters, you know, Quicksilver, I thought really did so much for the fan community and special, especially during this global pandemic where we were all going crazy. Yeah. I don't think Marvel was equipped at knowing how big the speculation was going to be for WandaVision. I feel they course corrected with Loki and I feel like we can speculate and they're going to deliver on some levels here. Again, I don't think we're going to get Kang or anything like that, but I think we will see this fit into a larger piece of the puzzle. And that's, that was like my only complaint also about WandaVision and uh, Falcon, the winter soldier. And I've gotten in so much trouble for saying this in the past, but I keep repeating it over and over again. I do feel the shows can be skippable. I don't think they are necessary. You want to look at like character development. You want to see where these characters are, those little nuts and bolts. Yes, absolutely. They're great stories. However, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you can draw a line from Endgame to wherever the next Captain America movie is going to be. And yeah, you can experience Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I don't think it's going to be necessary. And similarly with like WandaVision, I mean, it just ends with her with a new suit, which presumably we'll see in Doctor Strange. But yeah, um, and they they apparently want they changed the ending scene too. Um, I don't know if you've you've seen it. They they changed the final scene of WandaVision, um, where it's it's still the same setup. She's mm-hmm still in the cabin but you can see somebody flying there's a shadow of somebody coming towards the cabin and some other stuff oh um, i didn't wait what, what do you mean they changed it like they updated the ending on... they updated the ending on uh on netflix um oh. Oh, not netflix wow this is cutting off the blood supply of my brain i am embarrassed oh my god i can't believe you just called disney plus netflix oh, i mean <laughs> they'll They'll, they'll sue. I mean, they're going to sue me for the t-shirt anyway. Yeah. They- <laughs> um, no, I didn't know that. Who do we think that is? I'm sorry. I love how this turned into a WandaVision speculation. Uh, I mean, Dr. I, I think Dr. Strange. Oh, um, I'm going to go back and rewatch this now. So they updated the ending, the post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the the very last bit um there's some just like changes to like the lighting and like you can see some shadows okay Um, i'm gonna check that out i'm gonna check i mean now you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna finish this bottle of rosé and and go like hit pause obsessively and try to capture it and post it on the instagram now thank you for that no i'm happy to help (laughs) um yeah no it's like i i agree with you where it's like some like i i really enjoyed falcon and winter soldier but like you said you could probably just go straight to captain america 4 without having seen it um it feel felt like a nice sort of like interlude but something that you don't necessarily need to uh watch right and i'm not coming at this from like a fan perspective because obviously as a fan i think you should consume everything but like looking at this from an editorial writing story perspective where you have to like streamline stuff like i just feel like these were done i I feel like wandavision and falcon were done very safe just in case these didn't work out or for whatever reason where they weren't necessarily pertinent to the larger story I feel Loki is the opposite. I feel like if you want to understand what's going to be going forward in the MCU, you got to watch Loki, you know? Yeah. So I, that, that's the only note I had on those two. Yeah. Like I, I think like thematically, like they were, they were great. They dealt with the themes and like WandaVision of like loss and like mental illness. And then, um, following Winter Soldier with like, you know, the very complicated, like, imagery of captain america and what it means systemic to racism and, and, racism and trauma trauma like super um well done and handled um and you know like john walker and everything uh but like you like you said like they played them very safe whereas like yeah. this is like you know crisis of multiple loki's and there's a lot of like moving parts so that was another thing I've, I've tried. Like if I can boil down, and this goes back to like the Dark Knight Nolan series where you can boil down every movie to one word. 
And I think with, you know, Falcon, the winter soldier, it's about systemic racism. It's about trauma with, you know, WandaVision. It's about grief. What do you think Loki ultimately is about? What do you think it boils down to? Um, See, I don't know if it's necessarily like redemption because this Loki didn't go through the full experience that the Loki who died in um, Endgame went through. uh, Infinity. The Loki who died went through. Um, But I think there is like an angle of like redemption and almost sort of like growing up yeah um is you know like even like coming to earth to try to conquer it uh was sort of like a lark for loki like um or you know they they show in the flashbacks when he's db cooper uh hijacking the plane i have been obsessed with db cooper for like decades of my life like I have stayed up at nighttime. I've known about the bills. Every I have such a f- weird fascination with like flying and like all, anything that can go wrong with flying. Not going wood. And DB Cooper, when I saw that in the in the promos, and then obviously when it was in the first episode, I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, it it like I I think you can you know like at least so far some of it's like sort of just growing up and like actually accepting like responsibility for things and you know trying to be a little better Mm -hmm. um well when we look at two of the main flashbacks we've seen of his life one being the db cooper the other being you know him cutting sif's hair he and and he point blank says it in the scene that like i just want attention i'm always afraid of being alone i think it's really true what you said about him kind of owning up his past and having to grow up maybe maybe he's gonna battle president loki you know is the the person behind the time variant he's gonna fight him and he ends up having to now take on the responsibility of guarding the sacred timeline i don't know i really don't know but um i think there is an element of growth here i and i regret it i was talking about this with my friend randy who does the milkshake scholar and i did my mfa program with I, I cited, I felt like, and I hate to cite it again. I cited the Falcon head, Falcon head, Falcon, no, fountain head. I'm like, Falcon. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Fountain head, which I, it's not a novel I, I particularly like, nor do I agree with the author's purpose and themes in it. But I think the idea of the individual versus society, or in this case, Loki versus the universe, and trying to prove individual individualism and rising above the grain to sort of accomplish your own feats. That's sort of where I got it. But like, again, like I like what you're saying much better because I think it's there, but I still can't boil Loki down to just one concept. And maybe that's something that's exclusive to one vision Falcon, the winter soldier, but I feel there's something there with Loki. And I think I just have to see it towards the end to like sort of decipher that. Yeah, uh, I think it's still early enough. Uh, I mean, it's it's what going to be eight episodes? I think, I think six, 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 maybe. Um, she's but she's the first one. She's the first one of the Disney Plus series to have a season two, at least sort of confirmed. Yeah, um, because yeah, there's, there's no, there's not going to be a second season of Wandavision or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier so far. Yeah, Falcon. The, the sequel to Falcon and the Winter Soldier is Captain America Four. You know, yeah. that 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 is the that is the that is the sequel to. Hang, I'm just going back to see the production notes for Loki season two. But oh my god! By the way, sidebar. I love that. I called it Falcon Head. <laughs> Falcon Head. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that book since I was like in middle school or not middle school, high school. I mean, the main like outside thing I wanted I had wanted to mention was like the King Loki stuff because I think just with like what we were talking about with like, if there is a theme of like growth and like being a better person, I, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think the perfect like final villain is essentially a grown up, like an older shittier version of yourself. Um, you know, a Loki who has gotten everything he's wanted, 
is just like multiversal levels of terrible and like it, it fits with the whole sort of like arc. I think you called it. I, I honestly think you called it because uh, we have Sylvie who sort of represents the better aspects of Loki and he falls in love with her himself. And then you have what would be the ultimate villain is the pure Loki id you know, or King Loki in this case. And it's a Loki who is, he needs to take down and he needs to bring that down in order to achieve some level of happiness or balance. If we're truly to um, root for him as a hero, he first has to conquer his own self, which I think is the greatest villain of this series thus far. So I agree with you. I think you nailed it. My mind is blown. And uh, you called it for folks. Mr. Scott Free called it first yet again. I, I try. <laughs> Scott, what exciting projects do you have on the horizon? Um, you know, I've, I've got a couple, couple new cosplays in the works, uh, possibly something bigger at the end of the summer. Um, okay. But, you know, you'll just have to have me back on uh, to talk about my favorite topic, which is me. <laughs> I, I love you so much. It's so funny. Like every time we have you on or every time I tag you in something, the amount of DMs I get about you, like it's next level. And, and like only half of them are from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Before it was all of them. Now it's just half. I mean, you've really grown, but I just, Every time I talk to someone and your name comes up, they just, we always talk about your, your sass, your wit and your ability to like really look at these narratives. And it's just, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It's, Not bad for a bitch with no talent. Yeah, we're pretty good for the dead bitch. Um, I'm sorry. Not bad for a low key bitch with no talent. There we go. There's a <laughs> And Scott, where can folks at home connect with you? Where can they find you on the webs? Um, you can find me, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, uh, as, uh, at Mr. Scott free. Um, I am constantly on the internet. So be there. It's, it's such a problem. I noticed this last trip the entire time I was like this, like oh, just yeah. playing on my phone. It's like, it's insane. I'm like, I've given up on reality. This is my reality right here with like my little Kenzo like it's cover. Like the pandemic just made it like a thousand times worse. And like, you know, it's, it's good and bad, like very strong online presence, but it's also just like, there are times where I just need to like, <laughs> decompress. It's funny. I, I, I am a freelance editor for a literary magazine and I'm behind on a deadline. And I'm like, I should really get to this because they're actually paying me money to do this. I'm like, mm, but I need to post like this comparison shot of Pietro holding Wanda to the Dark Phoenix. Like that's a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> my, yeah. my, like my priorities are so misplaced right now. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I should go like food shopping or something, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's it's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm like arguing with somebody about like Wonder Man and like Reddit, and I'm like, yeah, I'm living my best life. I love Reddit. I don't participate anymore, and it's funny. I don't, with the exception of some stuff recently, I don't really get into arguments with people on the on the Instagram or the online world anymore because I'm just like, meh, like, yeah, I don't have the energy for it. I'm just like, well, I can't. Although I was really angry at this Reddit user called Suki, who apparently was billed as like the know-it-all of what's going to happen in WandaVision and posted all of these like spoilers. And their cred was because they had gotten a few right at the beginning. And then once obviously their speculation and theories didn't come to fruition, um, he like they disappeared off of the... Uh, off of Reddit, but it was something like Wanda's going to use the powers we saw in Age of Ultron to read Pietro's mind, and in it, we're going to see the Days of Future Past timeline. And I was like, motherfucker, yes, that sounds incredible. And no, that's not what happened. Oh, and then, of course, the astrophysicist 
He said it was gonna be it was gonna be Reed. It was gonna be Reed. They're just gonna casually introduce like Reed Richards and like yeah. Uh, I I like Reddit. Reddit is both like great and terrible for stuff like that, where it's like you'll find people who are like super passionate about their topics, and then there's also just like making it up. Yeah. I well, I mean, my thing is, I like I love people who are super passionate. I just don't appreciate flat out lies, but what really, here's the other layer. It's not that someone just posted something that was flat out lie and I read it and I chose to believe it. Like Reddit themselves, like the Reddit mods, like kind of like elevated them and gave them their own like thread and everything. And that that's where I started getting like angry. But since that, I, I try not to engage anymore um, with all that. Because, I mean, like I've been doing it since I was like 12, 11, like AOL keyword Marvel, he used to argue with some guy named Jules Verne. You know what I mean? Like always yelling at us. I like, I'm done with that. That's why, like, I love talking to you because I think you have people that you can create, you can create a room, you can fill it up with people who are just smart, who are going to offer opinions, theories, and speculation, but by no means are they trying to like outweigh anyone else's opinion or what could possibly happen. Yeah. And uh, I also remember uh, Windows 98 and AOL. <laughs> Did you have the version with Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston on the cover? Oh, oh, no, that was a tutorial video. No. Look that uh, up. I, I was like, I'm, I'm yeah, no. I, Wait, you said Windows 98. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Windows 95 because I'm a couple of years. I know it's hard to believe because I look so much younger than you. Um, I'm a couple of years older than you. You know, uh, and, and, and a Friends fan. I. <laughs> I am a Friends fan. Sigh, Mr. Scott Free. It's always a pleasure. And we will have you back. And we are doing an Instagram Live on Wednesday. I'm probably airing this episode on Wednesday because synergy is a new word here at Power of X-Men. So listeners, if you're listening to this right now and it's before 6.30 Eastern time, hop onto Instagram. Mr. Scott Free and I are going to be talking about the pretender's death, X-Men 1. Some low-key stuff will probably like be <laughs> girl, she died. And and other fun stuff. And we want to engage in a conversation with you. So check us out, Mr. Scott Free and Power of X-Men on Instagram. All right, guys. All right. I am the Uncanny Day Spring signing off. <laughs>